Filmscope UG with DSTV Uganda. Great stories come alive on DSTV. DSTV Uganda, it's your moment. Welcome to yet another edition of Filmscope UG, brought to you by DSTV Uganda. This is all about celebrating the amazing people that are involved in the film and television industry of Uganda. Over the last several years, we've seen a magnificent transformation of that realm, where now we see on our screens at home amazing TV dramas, documentaries, musicals, comedy skits, soap operas, action films. Wow, what a transformation! And the people we have to thank are the talented people, the actors, the actresses, the writers, the producers, the special effects people, the sound editing people, the light people. All these people bring their talent and uh, you know passion for the craft together to be able to tell us these very amazing stories that we get to watch on our screens at home on channels like uh, Pearl Magic and Pearl Magic Prime. And uh, it's just been an awesome wild ride. Joining us today on Filmscope UG is Patience Asaba Katshabe. She is a film director and uh, she's uh, been behind films like Mercy of the Jungle. Welcome to Filmscope, Patience. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so glad to, to have you here with us today. And uh, you are also the co-founder of uh, an organization called The Duca. Yes. And uh, that started in uh, 2018. You are a film producer at Jaja Productions, Mm -hmm. where you've been since uh, 2018. And uh, as a film producer, you operate uh, on a freelance basis. You're a freelance film producer. Yes, I am. You are also a fixer and coordinator. Mm -hmm. She also worked at the very famous Maisha Film Lab. (laughs) For nine years And uh, Maisha Film Lab Is a lab that was uh, founded by You know Highly acclaimed film director Mira Nair Yeah yeah. And uh, this lab has uh, Produced such luminaries As uh, Lupita Mm Nyong'o So uh, You were definitely In good company Yes (laughs) Tell us about your journey In filmmaking And if you had to point To the one thing You should be best known for What would it be In terms of uh, the craft. In terms of the craft, the one thing I should be best for, I think, is producing. It's called field producing. Okay. Um, because I like putting things together. And I started out in the industry as a director, as a student director under Maisha Youth Club. That was in 2011. Mm-hmm. And after directing, I wanted to be part of the other processes of making film possible. So I tried out editing. But yet later, I realized... I like really making things happen mm-hmm. and that lies in producing coordinating and fixing so i think the one thing i would put a finger on is mainly producing wow uh, is that like olivia pope that you're the one they call when there's a crisis yes <laughs> so as a fixer actually it's more like field producing so in case we have an international crew or like people who need someone to assist them who, un- who understands the area that's when a fixer comes in when there's a problem i plan for the problems before they happen mm-hmm. so by the time a problem arises i would have thought about it and thought of a solution and thought of a plan b plan a plan z a like i always say i I always have plans from A to Z. Eh? <laughs> I think people don't 
uh, appreciate enough the fact that uh, producing a movie is almost like running a company because you're in exactly. charge of coordinating the actors, the exactly. actresses, uh, all the crew, uh, and uh, even things like transportation, exactly. lunch. Exactly. Uh, it's basically like running a business, it running is. a company. It is. And like the beauty about filmmaking, um, one thing I really love about it is the preparation. Everything that's done before the film is actually out to light. Mm. It's a lot of work but yet it's challenging and that's why I love it. I love pushing myself to the limit and that's what requires of a producer and also all the planning before, mm -hmm. all the getting to meet the crew, getting to get the equipment, getting to get the cast, getting to look for locations. All those elements of filmmaking are really amazing. So by the time the film is out there, it's like I made this possible, we made this possible, uh -huh. you know, and I always wonder sometimes if we could have a film behind the scenes so we have a film behind the people making, <laughs> making well, the film <laughs> well normally we are able to get uh, small glimpses of that exactly like uh, well this is back in the day of DVDs <laughs> right <laughs> where yeah. uh, as part of the extra features maybe you'd get yes. a bit of a behind the scenes look at Bloopers. how it all came together yeah. and, or a blooper reel or things like that in yeah. this era of streaming and downloading I'm not sure whether it's the same but nonetheless um, give us an insight into um, you know what your day would look like as a producer you wake up in the morning what happens um, if I sleep <laughs> <laughs> ah, so there's no waking sometimes up sometimes <laughs> there's no waking up they're staying up because you never slept exactly so a day as a producer is sleeping with a lot on the mind a lot of problems to fix before they happen but it's like before I go to bed I have to foresee how tomorrow looks like how it realistically looks like and then slapping it against reality so when I wake up in the morning if I slept because most times when I'm working on films it's had to sleep because I need to plan for the next day. Mm -hmm. When I wake up in the morning, first I need to check that all the crew is okay. I need to make sure everyone arrives on time on whatever project we are doing, but then also to make sure that everyone's welfare is okay for them to operate in the way they could operate. Mm -hmm. And then I have to coordinate the transport. I have to coordinate the people who are supposed to be in charge of the different departments mm -hmm. to make sure everything is in place before we actually go out to shoot or before we plan a shoot. I need to make sure all these elements are together. And before we head out to do anything, I have to make sure we have a production meeting to check in with everyone. So much to deal with. How do you maintain your sanity and not go crazy? <sighs> that like <laughs> must make you very high strung yeah it does it does and then most of the times you're, you're hyper you're, like the hyper energy is too high sometimes bringing it down is too low but what I'm I not I'm not going to ask you what you have to do to maintain that energy <laughs> I'm sure everyone has their own way <laughs> and you have yours <laughs> I, I sometimes I love that energy I'm always on the high but of that energy but one way I've been trying to kind of maintain my sanity is every after project well this is a tradition I used to do before before everything became so intense uh -huh. every after project I gave myself a week off so I would go away on holiday mm -hmm. just switch off my phone just I'm just like I'm not available for the next two weeks <laughs> but I never make it to the two weeks after a day I'm like it's a crisis I need to make sure uh -oh. I've sent the edit so it's <laughs> like but I just like the tradition of even just saying 
I'm just gonna pull myself out of this situation uh-huh. and try and just give time to myself. Mm. And also one other thing I try to do during these intense moments is just take even an hour alone in a place of quiet. Oh, you need that. It's it's you insane because that. that like out of a month I take those like three times in a wow. month. So crazy. It, it's also not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy job to do. It requires a lot of love, energy, and consistency. Mm-hmm. Because the times where you feel like you are you're breaking, because reality is happening, work yeah. is happening, yeah. and you need to make this thing like this film come to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you of have course. to you have to compromise a few things around you, like family time, friend time, mm-hmm. and just invest yourself in this thing. I bet the worst question anyone can ask you when you get home in the evening is, "Hey, patience, how was your day?" <laughs> I'm just like you don't want to know how my day was because I was shouting. Where to begin? Huh? I know it's it's yeah because it requires a lot. So so yeah. um, tell us about the nine years you spent at uh, Maisha Film Lab. Just to also correct that I spent six years at Maisha Film six Lab. Six years and I've been in filmmaking for ten years. Okay, so you're the there, film. surrounded by all these you know mm-hmm. uh, amazing people. Yeah. In the lab, other other people hungry to learn about filmmaking yeah. and then of course getting to spend time with people like Mira Nair. Exactly. Um, uh, I, during your time was Lupita would she show up or that was before so, your time? Um, during my time is also the time so I worked at Maisha Film Lab after attending the youth labs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean they saw my intention and my dedication then they brought me up as an intern and in the first year of my internship I got a job after two months. Wow. So I started working as a coordinator mm-hmm. and then um, later on like after five years in there Queen of Katwe came to Uganda. Right. Actually I got in there with my first short docu-fiction it was a short film called Never Lose Hope yes. that I directed and then um, the first time I met Mira she watched this film and she was like I need to see the young girl who did this film mm-hmm. and that's when I met her and she was like I've never seen such a young girl with so much confidence mm-hmm. in in a space like this you know where film is not so common but your intentions are very clear mm-hmm. and then I worked with her on her short documentary called The Focus Spoon and the Night mm-hmm. it was a short documentary they made just to hype up Queen of Katwe yeah so I worked with her on that one and then I got to interact with Lupita on Queen of Katwe because okay. I worked on Queen of Katwe as a second in the second AD department mm-hmm. assistant directing department mm-hmm. um, both here and South Africa awesome um, yeah so it was amazing interacting with all these wow so your name appears in the credits yes it does what? <laughs> so yeah so hey I'm here hanging out with some you know, Hollywood royalty <laughs> imagine that so um, given all this experience you've had in uh, producing and in directing and in talking to all these people um, you must have very big plans uh, where do you see yourself going in the future where, where, where do you want to take your craft your talent and your passion to be honest one of the things even like what brought me into film at first it was just wanting to be able to make stories from home by the people mm-hmm. from home like people from Uganda telling their own stories without having this external lens that comes and tells us stories in the way they understand it mm-hmm. and what I really really want in the next coming future is to see more Ugandan films made by Ugandans created by Ugandans and also produce like getting the investment from here so an 
in, like an international level film mm-hmm. but made by the people from here because we have the skills we have the people mm-hmm. and we have the resources right now yeah. so it's about us actually coming together and make a film that will stand and portray the country mm-hmm. in a way that it's not poverty porn like we always see films about like the way I see films portrayed about Uganda mm-hmm. there's a bit of poverty porn about it but there's so much beauty in Uganda there's so much nature there's party there's cool, but, life uh, can I ask you a question whose fault do you think that is um, because on one hand yes I think western audiences exactly are quite interested in uh, I, I guess they either they feel a sense of I don't want to say superiority, but there's something about them that just wants to see themselves as saviors out to help Africans. Exactly. And so they gravitate towards film that shows suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, a lot of African filmmakers, for a lot of them, either because it's their own lived experience or maybe they think such films are marketable, that's what they put out. So uh, where do you draw the line? Where does the fault lie? And where do you refine the solution to this problem? Where, where would it start? I think... That solution also goes back to this is something that's hard and you can't put a finger on. It also goes back to the support systems and infrastructures. Like, I don't want to say we don't have a strong film, like, I wouldn't say a film union, you know, and then the support from also the government, not per se. Some things we'll have to edit them out, but it's a, it's a combination of not having the infrastructure and the facilities for us to be able to converge and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. We like making films to portray our country in a certain way and also the Western world shows films in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, can a film go through a structure? Like, if a film has been done, can we have a writer's guild, mm-hmm. editor's guild? So by the time a film is coming out there, mm-hmm. there's like a proper evaluation that's gone out and marketed it before mm-hmm. it even goes to the time of being filmed and screened. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... I say that just being able to have traveled around and also interacted with other film, mm-hmm. the other film sectors around the world. Mm-hmm. And when I see a film from Kenya and I'm like, wow, I wish that was Uganda. I've been to Kenya. I know how things work. It's about creating a union and an infrastructure mm-hmm. where there's a system. Mm-hmm. By the time they make a film, there's a marketing and distribution strategy. And that just doesn't take filmmakers union it takes the government it takes the community you know to work together you know it's not just one person who builds everything up it just takes working together as a team do you think the government has a role in helping to promote filmmakers in this country i know that uh uh, ucc uh and i don't know the full details of it but i heard that they set up some sort of fund to assist local filmmakers i have not seen that fund i've only heard about this but i don't feel Personally, I don't feel like the government has had presence in this, in the filmmaking process mm-hmm. as much as like, it could have been or it should be. Because at the end of the day, people shouldn't be struggling to fight for rights of their films mm-hmm. if the government was involved. Yeah. There's been stuff talked about copyrights, but it's still people are still don't have full rights over their films. They're mm-hmm. being screened without their knowledge. They've been, you know, so I feel like to an extent there's so much said the government is doing, mm-hmm. but in reality, mm-hmm. I like I've not seen results. We've not seen results. Very sad. Now let's talk about screening. So when it comes to filmmaking, obviously there's 
the first part of it, which is the people who want to make the movies, who want to tell the stories, and who want to showcase all of this creativity. There's one hand. There's the creators. There's the creators, and then there's the consumers. Now, uh, the consumers need platforms through which they can access your content. And uh, in the last uh, couple of years, we've seen some investment being made in that realm. We've seen uh, that MultiChoice created some TV channels, Pearl Magic, Pearl Magic Prime, uh, to you know dedicated to Ugandan uh, content producers, filmmakers, and uh, you know people who want to make series. Do you think that's a good development? Are you hoping to see more? What are your thoughts on how things are changing to where now we have more platforms where these films can be shown? And that also there's an opportunity to earn from it, whereas that might not have been the case before. I think that's a really good opportunity that DSTV and Pal Magic is doing with the two Pal Magics, because then people have a place to air their films when they're done not only just to air them for people to see them but also to earn something out of it that's the most important thing for a filmmaker just making your film and you know there's an already market because one of the challenges that was happening in the past is people saying even my mom would say patience you make all these films but I've never seen any of the films you've made but then there's Pearl Magic I'm like yo mom I worked on this TV show called Django Tulier I worked on this TV show called Dead My Family it's on DSTV just log in so it feels good and they're like yeah patience now my mom can say I saw your credit on Beckett Town I saw your credit on Chadala you know I guess that's me so like it's really good because then the platforms are there and by the time I make a film I know people I have consumers who are going to get it thanks to DSTV and Palmagic. Wow, this is so awesome. So, uh, for those who would be interested to know more about uh, the projects that you've worked on or those you are working on, um, where might they go? Do you have a website? You mentioned that you are part of the Duca crew. Yes. Um, uh, is that uh, one of the places they can go? Yeah, so for the projects that are happening right now with me and my partner, you will check us out on www.theduca.com and also follow us on our handles on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we're currently also working on a podcast called Vintage of Islands. Wow. Uh, it's something to watch out for. It's something Definitely. to do with secondhand clothes, cotton in Uganda the history of cotton it's just a lot of amazing stuff so just check it out on our website and our Instagram Twitter and Facebook handles well I want to thank you so much Patience Asaba Katshabe our guest today on Filmscope UG what do your friends call you by the way <laughs> they call me some call me PDC Padechans it's a French it's a French word that says no chance others call me Peshizo Peshizo yeah <laughs> Oh, Peshe, you know, so it's like different people. Family call me Peshe, Peshizo. Then my work colleagues call me PDC. Well, you know, when you have that many nicknames, it means you are loved by many. <laughs> so that's a good sign. Right. <laughs> people oh, people yeah. seem to really care about you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, yep, we'll definitely love to talk to you again in the future. Uh, all the best uh, in your endeavors. Thank you so much. Thank you. Filmscope UG with DSTV Uganda. Great stories come alive on DSTV. DSTV Uganda, it's your moment.